0: Welcome to Clarity Connects, where we talk about the human essence in brands. I am your host, Tusef Mirza. All of us wants to create impact, but in this day and age of information overload and technology, it's really easy to feel lost. So it's crucial to get back to basics in order to gain the clarity we need to steer in the right direction. When it comes to brands, let's not forget who we are creating these brands for. For human beings... Therefore, understanding human attributes is essential, and not just from a customer standpoint, but also from a leadership and team standpoint, so that everything is aligned from the get go. On this podcast, I will be interviewing guests that I'm completely enthralled with that understand and provide guidance on how to connect effectively from a human perspective in the areas of branding, business, and marketing. The topics that we will be covering will range from personal branding, corporate branding, leadership, team building, and marketing. We will also give ourselves the space to contemplate on how to best utilize the power of branding, marketing, and business to create profitability and also genuine connection to human beings and positivity for the good of the world. Thank you for joining me. And now let's explore how Clarity connects for creating true impact. Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Clarity Connects, where we talk about the human essence in brands. I am your host, Tusef Mirza. Today's focus is going to be really elemental, and it's going to be called, What is Branding? And it's just going to be, I'm going to be your host and your guest, it's just going to be me, and we're just going to have a conversation about what is branding, get some clarity about branding. Branding. Um, It's been really my experience that a lot of people talk about brands and branding, but not a lot of people really completely understand the full scope of what that actually means and the full depth of what that actually means. A lot of people talk about it like it's a logo. It's that, but it's so much more. And some people think a brand is actually the product and service itself, and it's that And it's also so much more. So today what we're going to be doing is really um, getting down to the essence of what is a brand. And that will help also understand all the other episodes that we're going to be talking about when we're dealing with branding. So... Before I get into the theory of it, let me just tell you a little bit of why I got even interested in branding. Because it's an interesting story because I do not have a background in branding. I don't even have a background in marketing. I actually have a background in science. Um, but I realized early on that for me, it was just really much more interesting for me to communicate a science, and that's how I got into marketing from the communication side of things. But uh, about so, I've I've been I've worn a lot of different hats over the years when it comes to um, in marketing agencies from anywhere from copywriting to account management to digital to editor to digital strategy. And about five years ago, I was in a digital strategy department, and m- my focus is always about well, how do you best communicate the content that, that you want to communicate in a given digital platform. That was sort of like my forte when I was in the digital strategy department and um, came to find out that that's called content strategy. I didn't even know about it. My colleagues told me, oh, you're doing content strategy. So I realized that that's really what I um, excelled at just, just naturally. I just enjoyed it and wanted to learn more about it. And then there was a point I realized, you know, I'm just going to go on a limb and quit and just start my own consultancy in content strategy. And when I started to do that, it was really scary. It was really diving into the unknown. And to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing. So I said to myself, you know, why don't I start by doing some research and just talk to people to understand what's working for them from a content perspective or not? So I did my own market research. I reached out to all different types of people who had, uh, who were either like leading a small business or or were leading a small startup, or they were solopreneurs. And I just, uh, anybody who could give me the time of day for 15, 20 minutes for coffee, um, that's really big here in New York where I live. You can ask people that they're open heart, open hearted, awesome people that say, "Okay, yeah, sure, we can have coffee, complete strangers. And then you end up having coffee and just having a conversation. And what I really wanted to know through these conversations was um, if they were happy with the content they were putting out and if their content was actually converting the way that they wanted to. And what I realized is that most of them, I probably interviewed maybe about 15, 20 people. What I realized is that most of them were not happy with the way their content was converting. And because I'm a purist at heart and I really like to get to like the essence of things and get clarity, um, I really asked a lot of questions of why that was so. And I realized that the reason why their content wasn't working is because they didn't know what their brand was. They didn't have a good definition of what their brand was. So then what happens is that when they talk about their product, their service, out, out into the world, like through an ad or through social media, they talk about their product or service one way one day and another, another, in another way on another day. And that just confuses the consumer. Because in this day and age, we are all in information overload, and a consumer is just going to get confused if you're giving them different messages. So consistency of messages is, is really important. A number one, a clear message, and then a, a consistent message. Um, and the, the consumer is not going to try to figure out for themselves what are you trying to communicate. If, it's, if it sounds confusing, they're probably not going to go there. So I realized at that point that branding, therefore, is so important that if you don't know your brand identity and your brand messaging, then there's no point in creating content because you don't have a directional way of actually creating all of the assets all of the communication promotional materials that you're doing. So then I said, Oh, that means that I need to become a brand and content strategy consultant. And honestly, that's how this whole world of branding came into my life. Um, it was really an intuitive process of really asking a lot of questions and being curious and realizing that that's really the core of you start with brand that informs you content, and from content, informs you the marketing. And that if everything stems from that perspective, that you have better alignment and it's more effective for communications and promotions. It was around that time that I found the book Primal Branding by Patrick Hanlon. And that was such a godsend. It completely solidified my love for branding. The book really beautifully showed that Branding is really about the innate yearnings of human beings and how they want to belong and believe in something that is meaningful to us. Like that is so rich and it really wanted me to expand even more in this area of branding. So that's kind of how all of this um, branding sort of love affair started about five years ago. So let's... um, Let's talk about the brand definition. So here in New York City, I run the New York Branding Meetup. And it's a gathering that I um, orchestrate once every couple of months with people uh, from the community who are interested in branding. And uh, I have speakers that come in and we have conversations and so forth. And at the beginning of every event, I always take a moment to talk about The definition of branding. And the reason for that is to make sure that everybody has a foundational understanding of what we're talking about. And after that, you can have better conversations, you can actually apply it better in terms of how you can use it in your own endeavors. So at the New York Branding Meetup, the first meetup that we did was also called What is Branding? And I had a few uh, guests on my panel And we came up with a working definition of what is a brand. So the definition is the following, that a brand is what people think, feel, or say about an entity. And that entity can be a product. It can be a service. It can be a movement. It can be anything that you're creating that you want to use that for influence. And the way that we perceive that entity, that product, service, or movement, depends on the experiences and engagements that we have with that entity. So that might sound pretty wordy, um, and you can see that it's much bigger than just a logo. But let me give you an example, and hopefully that will um, help you understand a little bit more this brand definition. So let's say an example of uh, a brand, a clothing brand, let's say H&M. So let's say I'm walking down the street. I already have an idea of what H&M is, a little bit the brand. You know, you can call it a little bit like casual, a little bit hip, uh, can be used like professional, like more like casual professional. And so let's say that I'm walking on the street and um, there's an H&M store. I look at the window and um, what I see is pretty much the brand that I've always come to know as H&M in terms of the look and feel. So now I walk into the store and I'm looking at some, at some stuff, at some uh, skirts. And um, there's a, I, I, I don't have my size. So I ask a person on the, on the floor, hey, do you have this size somewhere else? And then the person responds to me really rude. I'm not saying this happened, by the way. This is just a hypothetical situation. If that person who responded to you is rude, that is an experience that you've had with H&M. And that experience is now molding your perception of what the brand is. So you might, next time when you think about H&M, even if it's not something that they marketed to you, the feeling that you're going to get might not be the same feeling that you had before because you might still remember that icky feeling that you felt when that person didn't speak to you well. So that's how powerful a brand is. That is really through the experiences and engagements that you start to formulate um, what you feel and think about the brand. It's almost like saying, you know how we say that um, beauty is in the eye of the beholder? Well, you can also say that branding is in the eye of the beholder, because it is what people feel, think, and say about your entity, and they hold that power of, of understanding what that um, what that means. So, um, so that's what a brand is. So, it's really about all as a collective of all the different things in terms of your engagements and experiences of how you interact with a brand. Molds your perception of that brand. Another aspect of branding in in the industry that I've that I've learned is that what a lot of brands do is that they give the um, the job to an agency to come up with a brand identity, and the agency will do a beautiful. Uh, we'll do beautiful research and we'll come up with a, an amazing document that really talks about the brand identity and the brand messaging. And then what I realize what happens is that you have maybe it's the same agency or maybe it's a different agency that uh, now that we have the brand identity, they need to do the marketing. And then everybody gets into a room and they look at each other and they say, OK, what are we going to do about marketing? And it's almost like they're starting back from scratch. And I always felt, well, we, th- th- there's already a brand document somewhere. For sure, there's a brand document. Why aren't we using that brand identity, brand pillar, br- brand value, uh, situ- uh, brand document to actually help us understand how to operationalize the brand into content and marketing? And that's something I realize that is, is something difficult for agencies to do and brands to do is that they almost look at it as to my pencil just flew out with all of my excitement talking about this, but uh, it's, I find sometimes um, it's almost like a silo effect where people talk about branding in the branding world, and then you have the marketing in the marketing world, but branding is not a philosophical exercise. Branding will help, is there to help you guide how you need to subsequently implement your messaging, your campaign, your ideas into, uh, into promotional and communication materials. So operationalizing the brand is really important. One more thing that's interesting when it comes to... Um, when it comes to branding and marketing is that a lot of times when you have a marketing campaign that is not working well, like if you're not getting as many clicks as you think, or just the the marketing campaign isn't working too well in terms of how much you thought the ROI was going to be. And it's much lower. A lot of the times brands and agencies will say, Oh, our marketing isn't working. So we need to change the marketing. And what I realized that it's possible that it's the marketing But it's quite possible that it's not about the marketing, that it's actually about the content that's in the marketing that's not resonating. And even, maybe it's not even about the content, but your brand is completely misaligned and it's not even connecting with the people that you're trying to to influence. So instead of always thinking of marketing as the guilty culprit, we need to take a few steps back. We need to take a step back from a content standpoint and evaluate, well, is this the right content? And even go two steps back and say, well, is our brand messaging on point? Is it relevant? Is it clear? Is it effective? Is it compelling? Does it feel authentic? And if it's not, then you need to tweak your brand and then align everything else. So always have that, don't always think that marketing is always the issue. So in a nutshell, it's really about branding content and marketing. So I've been talking about branding this whole time now. I don't even know how long it's been, maybe 15, 20 minutes, probably more. Um, So if brand is so important, how do we define it? How do we come up with a brand identity, with a brand messaging? One of the ways that I've helped my clients is that I use the three C's approach, Which is basically, if you apply these three C's to do a brand messaging, then your brand messaging can be really um, unique, effective, and compelling. And the three C's are the following The first C is the company, it's basically the company itself, who they are, what is their product, what are the benefits of the product, what is the description of the product or service. The second C is the customer. What is the value that you bring to the customer? What do they care about? This has nothing to do with the product per se, but it's really about them. What is their value system? And and what would they want out of it? And the third C is competition. Is how are you actually going to differentiate yourself in the market? So the three Cs is company, customer, and competition. What I realized when I was doing... Uh, when I was um, doing my market research and when I was working with clients is that a lot of the times people have a tendency to focus so much on C1, so much on their company and much less on the customer. They're really focusing much more on this is the benefit, this is the description, this is all the specs of the product. But they're not really including or integrating why I as a consumer would want that. Why is that important to me? And that's, that's happened over and over and over again. And it makes sense to a certain point, like th- this is just who we are in terms of human nature. When it's our baby, when it's our product, we just want to talk about it and we just want to talk about it more and more and more. And that's totally fine, but we, we, we completely get that. But we are missing a piece of the pie. And that's where, again, the human essence that I talk about in in our podcast, that's when the human essence comes in, is you have to take into account C2, the customer, when you are positioning your brand and and also in marketing. And I'm not saying that you don't talk at all about C1, about the the company. I'm just saying that you need to reevaluate. Are you actually taking into account the customer in your messaging? And if, if not, then how can you integrate that in the materials that you have? Um, another way to look at how to describe a brand is to, to figure out what are the three to five words that you want the product, the service, the movement to exude. Like, how do you want people to feel about that brand? And the reason why this is important is that a brand in of itself doesn't really hold energy, like it doesn't have a soul, like each one of us has. As a human being, we all have a soul. So when we show up someplace, people feel something about us. But, you know, if it's, uh, I don't know, a cup, uh, a teacup, if if you don't have, if you don't infuse a soul into that teacup, then people are not really going to feel anything. So you need to infuse that soul into it. And so you need to come up with what are three to five words that you want the teacup to exude and then make sure that that actually is what is being felt. One of the ways to make sure that this is done consistently, consistently, through every engagement and every experience, and this I do myself for my own like Core Connect conference branding and everything, is whatever we do, whether it's uh, uh, the email that's going out, the content that's on our website, the actual venue that we're booking, I always say, is this on brand? Does this feel that this is on brand? Our three words is inspiring, practical and truthful. So I always ask, okay, is this on brand? Does this feel truthful? Does this feel practical? Does this feel inspiring? And if it doesn't, then I need to figure out or modify something in what I'm creating, either in the campaign, either in the venue, either I need to switch the the speakers so that every time that is what is what the brand is exuding. And that's how you get consistency. Of branding all the time. So that's a way that I've always used it, and it's helped me a lot to do to, to understand number one, what, are, what, is, what, what do I want it to exude and, and how to make it consistent. So, one way that I found really um, sort of almost revealing about understanding more about branding is to become a guinea pig. So, I do this really on a regular basis. Um, it's really about observing what is happening to you when you're interacting with a product or service or or a movement or whatever the brand is that you're um, having an experience with. So I'll give you an example. Um, if you go and, uh, you know, what did you go eat today, for example, for lunch? If it's the morning, then what did you eat for lunch yesterday? And... If you made it at home, then, you know, what, what were the different um, products that you used to make your food? Or if you went out to eat or, or grab, grabbed a bite from somewhere and brought it back into the office, where did you go? And then ask yourself, why did you go there? What do you like about that place? How does that place make you feel? That has so much information. So it's really about just observing And going back to the why and going back to your feeling. And that's kind of what I mean by how a brand exudes. And once you start to being in that mindset, you're really going to start understanding how you relate the experiences with a brand. And that knowledge will also help you to position your brand in terms of what it is that you want to exude and how do you want to um, put your experiences out there, your content out there in order to be aligned with how you want your brand to feel. One thing that I realize that we talk a lot about these days is that we have to put so much technology out there because the consumer is different and the consumer needs are different. And so we need to reinvent everything. And I think that definitely that has some value. But I also think that as much as certain things have changed tremendously, especially since the past 10 years, there are certain things that have not changed at all. And we forget about that part, the second part. So, for example, in terms of the big changes in technology is that customers live in information overload all the time. So grabbing their attention is really hard. And we need, if you do grab their attention, then it's really about being able to give clear communication that resonates with them and not being, you know, giving them Um, really long, iterative type of content that they don't know what you're talking about. Just get to the point. Also, what's changed now, I would say, especially since the past five to six years with social media, is that consumers are becoming more and more activists. You're dealing with people, the culture is much more woke. And what I mean by that is that through the advent of social media, basically everybody is a broadcaster or has the potential to be a broadcaster. Before, you only had certain newspapers and NBC and ABC and certain uh, TV stations that had the capacity to reach so many people. Now, because of Twitter, because of Facebook, because of Instagram, you can have the same prominence, you have the same platform as all the other mega broadcasters. So what does that mean in terms of culture? It means now that if you are a brand and you're saying one thing in terms of your belief system, but you're doing something else, you might have a hashtag coming at you in the next 24 hours of hashtag, you know, boycott this, because now people know how to mobilize their point of view and broadcast it. And what is the implication of that is, is huge from a brand standpoint. It means that brands can't just talk the talk anymore. They have to walk the walk. And that um, people also realize that because they have this power of reaching so many people, people are realizing much more that they matter. And I will also say that because of... The political and and sort of social climate that, especially in the U.S., that we've been living in the past, like, you know, four years or so, um, it has forced people to reevaluate their value system. It's like we can't just keep walking around like zombies. It's forced us to see, like, what is this? Like, who are we? Is this really how we want to be in terms of citizens of this country? The moment that you start talking like that, you're starting to put your, your, your voice then out into the world. That mobilizes a lot of things. So this is a huge change in terms of culture and technology. So let's talk real briefly about things that haven't changed. In terms of human nature, we haven't changed. We haven't changed probably, you know, for thousands of years. If you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, in terms of the basic needs, aside from, you know, the physiological needs, when it comes to needs of such, such as everybody wants to be loved, every, everybody wants to feel that they matter, everybody wants to feel safe. All those three were most likely... Completely relevant and needed thousands of years ago, and are still also really relevant now, even in, in all this digital and tech age. So sometimes we need to pause and say, you know, what are the things that haven't changed? And is there a way that I can associate or position my brands to make people feel more safe or for people to m- feel like they matter and go back to the essence of things? Another aspect is storytelling. Storytelling still rules completely. This is why Netflix is going so well. This is why, you know, people still go see movies. Beyond just from an entertainment standpoint, this is, again, that hasn't changed for for thousands of years. People communicate with story because that's just the way that we are, we engage, we've been engaging ourselves. And Therefore, the brain is just wired that way. Our brain is wired for stories. And that's how we find information more compelling. And also it's a way that we feel more and also that we remember information more. So storytelling in the digital age still rules. So I want to end with a few points of clarity moments about brands um, and branding, in terms of everything that we talked about today on this episode, so branding is not just a logo, right? I think that this 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 whole almost this whole episode was really to explain just how broad branding is. It includes the logo, but it's definitely not just that. And um, it's beyond just a product or service. A brand is about how others feel about your product, your service your movement, or your entity. And the way that the other person is going to perceive or feel about your brand depends on the experiences and the engagements that they're going to have, either through uh, an ad, either when they walk into a store. Whatever their perception is, that's how they feel. That's, that goes back a little bit to the guinea pig that I was saying is, is, is your interaction with that product or service. Number two, instead of focusing so much on marketing and just thinking that marketing is the end-all be-all and that it's the guilty culprit if something doesn't work, take a few steps back and look at your content. And sometimes even take a few steps further back and look at your brand and make sure that that's all in the proper alignment because it really starts first from a directional standpoint of all of your experiences you want to create from a brand messaging standpoint, then you're going to create content that's in alignment with that brand messaging and you're going to market it. And that's the third part, which is marketing. And finally, clarity moment number three is that culture is changing, that we live in an amazing time right now where people have the power to really um, kind of change a little bit the narrative of what advertising and marketing has been since it started, and thankfully, most people are good, and because they are good, they demand that their brands be good, and that's going to change the game. And it's not just you know putting um, just putting face value. Uh, We want the proof is in the pudding. We're going to make sure that that happens. And this is going to be a huge point that I'm going to be talking about in this podcast of how do we really leverage the power of branding, marketing, and business, not only to create profitability, but also to really bring a lot of good in the world and positivity. I really think it's possible. I think this is the right time to do it. And um, the people want it, and the brands will give what the people need. And I want to finish off by just uh, giving you, if you really want to read more about branding, I want to give you um, two books that are my favorite books that really started me on on this path and that I always go back uh, to refer and refresh my mind of why I'm in, in love with this practice in the first place. The first one is uh, Primal Branding by Patrick Hanlon. And the second one is Zag by Marty Neumayer. I will write that in the the notes. So I hope this gets you excited about branding and to learn more. And by listening to this podcast, I'm sure you'll get much more well-versed with all the different guests that we'll have and the commentaries that we will do. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Clarity Connects podcast, and I look forward in sharing more inspiring and insightful thoughts on the human essence of brands. Have a lovely day.